live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Region 5, with Kenny Sargent, Paging Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. There's got to be somebody out there that had some belief, or they believed in the Pac-12 going deep into March Madness 2021 style. The Bruins taking on the Wolverines. You've got Oregon going up against USC right now. Uh, And it's going to be a full freaking two hours tonight. Of nothing but, uh, well, not nothing but, but a whole lot of dirty madness coming out of Bristol where we didn't get any freaking racing done at all. No truck race, no cup race. Hopefully, we'll get both of those in tomorrow. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent coming up in about 15 minutes. Nate Ryan, who covers NASCAR for NBC and NBC Sports. He'll be checking in with the latest coming out of Bristol. Also, Connor Daly, IndyCar Series pilot running for Ed Carpenter Racing. Good buddies of Travis Pastrana. He'll be here this hour. Next hour, we're going to hear from Ott Defoe, one of the greatest professional anglers on the planet. Yeah, we're going fishing with Ott Defoe next hour. But quickly, Statman, Crash Gladys, uh, we have no Bristol races to actually highlight. They're changing some of the rules given what happened in qualifying or heat racing, Crasher. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this where we can say Statman said or he alluded to what he could say right now, I told you so. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, stand in line, right? That man? <laughs> yeah. You got to stand in line. The whole thing was screwed up from the beginning. Watching the simplest thing, the dirt threw up a lot of dust and the pictures are terrible. Where's the water trucks that they have at every dirt track around the country that can spray some water in between the races? Imagine how how cloudy it's going to be for 200 plus laps on the third uh, the third stage in the cup race. This is silly. This is going to be comical. Oh, those water trucks came. They were just in the form of clouds in the sky that had dumped a little too much wetness on the track versus what a truck would have done. We had both extremes. It was insane. Yeah, and then you've got Kenny Wallace, who is known for his dirt racing and dirt racing teams and style, talking about really making fun of the fact that they're running shields. No, 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 no. He's making fun of the fans who were calling to remove the windshields. Kenny's like, guys. If you're not happy with one thing, if you're not happy with another, last week it was moving the numbers back on the car. This week you're calling to remove the windshields. When in all actuality, yes, Christopher Bell, three years ago, after the debacle dirt race in the K&N series at the Las Vegas Bull Ring, Christopher Bell said, if we were to do this in Cup or Xfinity, we should probably remove the windshields. Oh, guess what? Here we are three years later and Kenny Wallace is calling that a bad idea. What? Do you think he's he's calling a bad idea, or it's just you cannot make NASCAR fans happy, Crash? Both. Because you saw in one of the was the first lap in the truck race, trust the, the heat race, the heat race on Saturday. 
they may, I mean, granted the amount of water that was on the track was more than what a track maintenance truck crew would have dumped on there. But yes, one lap into the heat race in the truck series on Saturday and the windshields were completely caked with mud. Everybody, everybody after one lap. So again, we hope to have some sort of racing tomorrow and, and Crasher, we're going to go, we're going to resume with some affiliates in about a minute and a half. There have been some changes uh, in the competition uh, categories, the competition changes when it comes to the stages and the lap numbers. Is that right? Yeah. To summarize it as, as quickly as possible, basically there's no live pit stops during these dirt races. So for the cup series, They've changed the length of the stages and they've added an extra set of tires for every team. So essentially there's going to be a pit stop, a forced pit stop every 50 laps. So you're going to have the first 50 laps. There's going to be a competition caution. The second 50 laps is going to be the end of stage one, which means pit. Then 50 laps later, there's going to be a competition caution. 50 laps after that, the end of stage two, which means pit. And that's your final set of tires. And then you go on for 50 more laps to end the race. The lap that... (laughs) Friday in the Dust Bowl, the tires weren't lasting 50 laps, so I still find it a little hard to believe that this is actually going to happen successfully without a bunch of blown-out right rears come tomorrow. Well, this, they're going to have that 50-lap caution when we saw, what, 20, 25 laps into the practice or heat heat races uh, Friday, Friday practice, yes. that they were already running them down to the court. So, yeah, this is going to be a hell of a uh, – listen, if we didn't have, look forward to it enough this weekend, tomorrow – could be some people skipping freaking work to watch this thing, just to watch the truck race and to see what we're in store for. Better resume some affiliates and get back to Crash Class Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Affiliates across the country, Sirius XM, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Radio.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. You can't escape the Freak Nation. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Now through April 30th, buy four qualifying General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back. That's right. Buy four qualifying General Tires and you'll get up to $70 back with a Visa prepaid card. For more information, go to the website, generaltire.com. Crasher? Well, Supercross is off for two weeks, so that forced most of the motorsports world to pin their eyes and hopes on two big events, the F1 season opener in Bahrain and NASCAR's first dirt race in almost 50 years at the Bullring in Bristol. 50% of it was a success. Lewis Hamilton went on to do Lewis Hamilton things in Bahrain, you know, breaking records and taking the win. Lewis didn't start up front, but pit stop finesse got him where he needed to be, leading laps and eventually taking over Michael Schumacher's laps led record after just 13 circuits in the one spot. By the end of the race, Hamilton had tallied 5,126 laps in his F1 career, leading that is, besting Schumacher's 5,111 laps. But this win was not as easy as years past, as Lewis said himself. Max Verstappen showed some speed, not just in qualifying as he sat on the pole, but also in the closing laps where he had a couple of chances to pass Lewis. But racing fast and successfully passing are two different animals. Bottom line, going to be a good season. Unfortunately, NASCAR suffered a different fate as they attempted to draw big-time eyeballs and elevate their excitement factor with dirt at Bristol. Mother Nature had other plans. She was beyond cruel. It was 
Not a record-breaking amount of rain necessarily in Tennessee over the weekend, but it was intense. It would have been difficult on a permanent dirt track, let alone a temporary track with dirt on top. Friday's practice wasn't the greatest. It was dusty, but after the truck heat on Saturday showed caked on mud on every windshield, we just talked about that a little bit, NASCAR decided to not only postpone the truck race, but also make some significant adjustments to the cup race layout, such as lengthening both stages one and two, adding two more competition cautions to help better refresh the track in the middle of the action and allowing each team an additional opportunity to change tires. Well, we saw none of that today as the conditions Mother Nature only got worse on Sunday. Fingers crossed for racing in Tennessee, both trucks and cup come Monday. IndyCar push to pass and Trans Am Road Atlanta for all additional information, racer.com. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all purpose terrain Grabber APX. General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand... Your Mav TV. <laughs> your soap is. Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought That's you'd so go. <laughs> You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. 
20 plus years of doing this thing, affiliates across the country, Sirius XM, all your digital apps that you can put on your snappy phone, Apple, TuneIn, of course, SoundCloud, all over the place. You can't escape the Freak Nation, including our friends at Lucas Oil, Complete Engine Treatment. It's a unique formulation that cleans and lubricates multiple systems right there in your vehicle. When added to your fuel, follow me here, man. Cleans, lubricates all the components from the fuel tank to your cylinders. Sounds important, doesn't it? For more information, go to lucasoil.com to check out more on complete engine treatment from Lucas Oil. Nate Ryan joining us here in the Freak Nation, NBC Sports, and uh, covering your NASCAR for NBC Sports. And, Nate, looking at what uh, really where we are at this point on a Sunday night, and uh, we have a truck race that's been moved to tomorrow and a cup race that's been moved to tomorrow. We have, looks like a city. We're going to need more than a freaking arc to get people out of this damn thing. And, and you said this before we went live. We wanted a little bit of chaos, but I don't think we wanted chaos such as this, right? No, no, okay. I mean, the chaos that I was kind of hoping for was the first truck race at Eldora when you had like the Norm Benning finger uh, bird <laughs> moment. Like yeah. that, that's the type of chaos that I was kind of hoping we would see this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. I thought with the heat races Saturday, you know, we'd see tempers flaring. We'd see some things that, um, you know, we would love about the first NASCAR dirt race in 51 years. And then we'd see hopefully some wild stuff in the main event on Sunday as well. And unfortunately, um, now it feels like we're on the precipice of, something potentially really awful. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I mean, I still encourage everybody to tune in Monday because I think you still could see something completely wild. But, you know, as you say, hopefully not too wild. And certainly the last 24 hours have made us, I think, all a little bit leery. NASCAR insider from NBC Sports, Nate Ryan, joining us here in the Freak Nation. A great follow on Twitter for your NASCAR insight. We're talking Bristol and the madness it is Bristol at this point. Uh, this is going to make that issue, was it uh, Daytona or Talladega, where a piece of the track actually came up at one time? This is going to make that look like just a little pimple on the backside of somebody's butt if this thing fall, if this no, if this thing falls through with this dirt race tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah, that was uh, the 2010 Daytona 500. I remember it well. Um, the pothole they stopped the biggest race in Nashville for over two hours. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of fans just left that day and missed a great finish. Jimmy McMurray won that race. I remember he ended under the lights because of that huge delay. Um, and, you know, at this point, with this race, um, I would take that. I would take like that kind of moment, even if it was delayed for two hours. If you still had a great finish like that, that would be great. I think everybody is fearful of what we saw in the brief time that vehicles were on track this past weekend at Bristol on Saturday when you had the trucks out there. When, when the mud was out there. And, and that those are the track conditions you want. You, you don't want it as dusty as it was Friday. You want a little bit of moisture in the track. When you had mud filling the grills and covering the windshields after only two laps of a truck heat race, um, you know, I just hope that for tomorrow that they get to a place where the, the conditions are good enough to give us good racing, but not to the point of like where there are, you know, 35 engine failures because the, the front grills are filled with mud. That wouldn't be good. Yeah, and that's the difficult line that NASCAR is walking right now. In theory and on paper and all those cliches that we can say, it sounded awesome to add dirt to yeah. Bristol, an already crazy racetrack, and you know, for any driver that's driven it. 
But in essence, after seeing the weather this weekend, should dirt racing just stay on permanent dirt tracks? It's that's exactly it, Crash. And you know, I saw that you had retweeted what Leah Pruitt, uh, Tony Stewart's <laughs> fiance, had, had put out there about Eldora, and I, I think that there's probably going to be a lot of "I told you so"s if this race doesn't go well tomorrow, because this was a great fear. If you talk to people in the dirt racing community. I think there was a lot of trepidation about, hey, this is great that NASCAR wants to do this. And, you know, it's great that they want to try to do it at Bristol Motor Speedway where the spring race crowds haven't been up to par lately. And, you know, Fox is behind this. There's a lot of positive momentum for this. But I think there were some questions about, like, is this the right venue to do it? Even though Bristol had had dirt events before, you know, 20 years ago, they had the World of Outlaws weekend. Mm-hmm. Dirt is not completely foreign to this racetrack. But trying to do it with, with cup cars uh, and the trucks is, is a big ask. And um, I, I think you're right. They are definitely walking a tightrope going into this race tomorrow. But then again, there was something that you pulled up from three years ago from Christopher Bell joining yeah. NBC Sports that is fascinating to me in this context now in that, OK, those were the K&N cars on dirt. Yes, it was a permanent dirt track, but that was an epic failure. And he even recommended three years ago taking off the windshields. Kenny Wallace has helped to bring this whole windshield debate to the front page. And it's hysterical. Where do you stand with what they maybe should or shouldn't do in the future? Nothing can be done, obviously, about Bristol, but in the future, cup and windshields. Yeah, I should preface this by saying I don't want to come off as any dirt racing expert. I mean, the amount <laughs> of stuff I know about dirt could fit in a thimble, like especially compared to, to Kenny Wallace. I mean, that guy knows way more about me than dirt racing. I love dirt racing. I like watching it, but I, I haven't been around it nearly as much as people like him or Christopher Bell. And, you know, to your point, like that, I remember that, that sort of triggered in my head. I remember doing that podcast. And ask our NBC podcast was for both three years ago when I saw the windfields cake with mud. And I remember him saying, and this was the opposite thing. When they did this K&N race at Vegas, it was because there was too much dust. And mm-hmm. Bell said that if they ever look, you know, he's a, he was a big proponent of, hey, they can run that cup and Xfinity on dirt. But if they do it, they should really look at taking the windshields out after we had this huge dust storm at the Canaan race in Vegas. And now we kind of see the opposite end of that spectrum at Bristol with that, that truck heat race on Saturday. Uh, I think it's just an example of, you know, they didn't do testing uh, at this track. And now in, in hindsight, I don't know if that was a great idea. Like, I just, I think you really got to listen to the people who know the most about dirt racing. Again, I wouldn't claim to know much about it, but certainly like Christopher Bell's, the Kenny Wallace's of the world, like those are the types of people who really know what they're talking about. And I'm sure they're listening to them now. And hopefully there's enough time between now and tomorrow uh, afternoon, evening for, for everything to, to go right and to hopefully uh, still save this. Because I think, I think everybody wants this to work mm-hmm. long term. I think, I think there is a place for dirt racing in Cup and in a NASCAR National Series, but it's really got to be done right. Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. There's rumors on both sides of the aisle that Tony Stewart is a little miffed that they couldn't find room at Eldora for a dirt race. They went to Bristol. Tony, of course, owns Eldora, but the problem is that there's not a lot of stands at Eldora to accommodate the people who might come to a cup race or facilities around the track for those people to stay over the weekend. What do you hear? No, there's, you know, you'd be limiting the crowd certainly to around the fifteen to 20,000 number, and um, it, it would also probably be a big ask. Although, talking to Roger Slack, the general manager of that track, he says that they do have the footprint where they could get all the haulers and uh, all the trucks. I mean, it's not just the 40 team haulers. You've you really got to have room to park, uh, you know, 100 trucks. Uh, but, you know, they felt like they could do it, and, you know, they proved that they could do it with the truck series. 
Um, and you know, I, I, animosity, um, it's probably fair to say that, uh, there was no love loss, uh, on the way that went down, especially when you consider that NASCAR did intend to take the trucks back to Eldora and Eldora said, no, no, thanks. If you're not going to run your cup race here. And, uh, I covered the second truck race at Eldora in, in 2014. And I remember asking Tony Stewart, do you want to have a, a cup or an Xfinity race here? And he said, yes, bring both. So I think they do feel a little bit missed at Eldora that they weren't first in line um, for this cup race weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, Tony Stewart's, uh, aside from his fiance speaking up today, <laughs> Stewart is, you know, smoke's laid pretty low during this whole thing. And I'd expect him to lay low, but it'll be very interesting to hear what his reaction is to, to all of this once it comes off and, um, you know, what he thinks of all of it. NBC Sports NASCAR insider Nate Ryan, where does the blame lie? Is there someone inside of NASCAR who continues to say that they needed people outside the sport to come in and groom the track to prepare a dirt track for cup racing? What do you hear? I'd be hesitant to cast any aspersions or blame at this point without like it, the event coming off. I, I, I would want to give them a chance to like make this work, even though again, like very limited sample size of 15 minutes of a truck rate heat race on Saturday. It didn't look great. Um, but I, I mean, and if you listen to NASCAR and the officials at Speedway Motorsports and Bristol Motor Speedway, I mean, clearly a ton of time and effort and money was invested into trying to do this right. They went and got this guy from California, the Dr. Dirt guy who consulted on the three types of soil that they used at Bristol and the types of dirt they were using. I mean, clearly a lot of work and effort went into this, um, which is good. But I, you know, I think, again, if it doesn't come off well, then the questions naturally are going to be asked. Uh, you know, to your point, you know, did you talk to the right people? Did you ask the right people? Or knowing that you had a truck race at Eldora Speedway, why didn't you just have your cup race there? And especially when you knew that they wanted to have it. Um, and you know, how much was a Roger Slack or a Tony Stewart consulted as a part of this event going off? And my answer there would probably be not much, again, considering the way that things were left between Eldora and NASCAR after the 2021 schedule came out. So I do think that um, depending on how things go Monday, and again, I hope things go well, but if they don't, then you're right. I think uh, a, a lot of questions probably will be raised. Just sometimes, well, okay, a lot of times we question, or at least we have in the past up until this new regime, we've questioned the arrogance of NASCAR in so many different corners of motorsports. And this just goes back to those days of the arrogance of NASCAR, as far as I can see, of really believing they've got a handle on this thing. At the Chili Bowl, Tony Stewart's on the tractor running the dirt because he knows what the dirt should be. And I understand it, that you can't build a track prepared for this type of rain but still as you said in the issues with uh with the truck qualifying and the truck heat races it, it just it seems like the lack of preparation so to speak is the biggest issue well again like i know just about enough about dirt racing to be dangerous but one thing i know for sure and that i hear from everybody in the dirt racing community is that track preparation is essential i mean mm -hmm. it's the whole ball game it's the it's the reason that when it rains you know, as much as it did just uh, this past 24 hours in Bristol, but really like when it rains an inch uh, at some of these dirt tracks, when you, you always see the releases from the outlaws come out like mid afternoon, like hours ahead of the green flag, because they know then, and these are the experts that, Hey, we can't get the track ready because we know it's going to take five, six, seven hours. And if it's raining at like two or three or 4 PM, we know it's, it's done for eight o'clock. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you certainly can't go into it thinking, 
um, that, you know, we, it, because we've been track promoters for decades in asphalt racing, that we've got it all figured out in the dirt game. And again, like I would hope, I don't think that was the attitude going in. I mean, if you know, Bristol and NASCAR came out and said, Hey, we've, we've talked to all these people. We've done all this research. We've done all this due diligence. Uh, I mean, it certainly seems like the effort was there, but, um, again, in retrospect, like, do I kind of wish that there'd been more of us in the media sort of asking like, how come there wasn't a test session here? You know, how come you guys didn't talk about windshields when Christopher Bell was talking about this three years ago? There probably was an opportunity here for questions to be raised, but all that being said, I mean, think about everything that's transpired in racing and in the real world over the last year. Um, I can understand how it would get a little bit lost and maybe not be on everybody's radar. NASCAR insider Nate Ryan joining us, Speed Freaks, on a Sunday night. And that's exactly right. NASCAR, I, in my opinion, went leaps and bounds forward in the right direction last year. With everything going on with COVID-19, they still made things happen on TV. They still got their schedule off. They tackled racism head on, which the old regime would not have done that. So, yeah, with NASCAR having such momentum these days, it's a shame to see this happen. But again, I think you brought up a really good point. We still have to wait and see. Yes, we're all anxious right now. We have to wait and see what actually happens tomorrow, because that's going to be the end all be all. Fingers crossed. And, you know, like you just said, Crash, I mean, certainly good intentions here, which mm-hmm. has been NAS- NASCAR's path really for the past year. They've been a lot of good intentions. They've allowed, they do a lot of good things. And let's hope this well-intentioned dirt race also produces uh, the same outcomes that they got for a lot of the 2020 season. Nate Ryan, Crash hinted at this. A lot of changes in NASCAR. We've been calling for that here in the Freak Nation for a long time. And they're making those changes. More drivers are winning. We've got more road races. We've got this dirt race this weekend. Do you see more changes coming? Is there more call inside the NASCAR offices for more changes in the future? I think they have to. Uh, I, I think they're they're on this direction now uh, where they, they really are trying to seize the, the bull by the horns in terms of building audience and trying to change not really the brand of NASCAR, but um, I think yeah, maybe the image a little bit. Um, I think they've got a lot riding on, on what they're trying to do, and especially – you know, I a little bit hesitant to talk about it because I, I work in the industry, but, um, you know, they're a couple of years away from the next TV deal. And you look at all of the major professional sports right now that right now they're in TV rights negotiations, you know, whether it be the NFL, the NHL, um, there's there's a lot of discussion and talk about that and about, you know, that's that's what drives everybody, obviously. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, money makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, you know, the byproduct of that is, is still you want to do things for the right reasons as well while, while you're trying to like promote the economic well-being of, of your sport. And I think NASCAR has made a lot of good steps on that in the last year, especially when you look at this year's schedule and, you know, five road courses. And as you mentioned, like the next gen car seems to be like the next step in promoting this parody and uh this this you know wave of of youth and and i i think that they're in a good spot in a lot of ways but i i think they also have to look at like the work isn't done because i think there's still going to be a lot of critical decisions made here over the next year or two so you know when you hear all this talk about street races and hopefully talk about more short tracks you know out where you guys are like talking about turning fontana into a short track Hmm. Um, all of those things are things I think they're going to have to keep on the front burner, burner and keep pushing forward on. 
Yeah. Street racing. Before we let you go, street racing is where I wanted to go with you as well, because that was another topic, a Chicago street race of all places coming out this week and be testing it on an iRacing platform and then taking it to reality. That has excitement written all over it. But again, hopefully they learn from this weekend and other things, doing more due diligence in order to make it a big ass affair. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be a huge, huge <laughs> monumental <laughs> undertaking. Like, I mean, never mind just like hold, you know, the logistics of holding a street race in the middle of a major metropolitan city with, <laughs> you know, nine million people or whatever, like Chicago, but all of the, the red tape and bureaucracy and, I mean, I God knows how many politicians' hands you got to grease to make that happen. Especially and Chicago, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody knows the stories of the Chicago political machine. I mean, and granted, like you know, if they sell Chicagoland Speedway, I, I don't see any way in which they'd have two races in that market anymore. Yeah. And if, yeah. if they really are serious about a Chicagoland, you know, street race, and that means that track goes away, I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll sell that for a pretty penny, and then maybe they reroute that money into making that street race happen and um i think it's great they're talking about it i i think it's a long way from saying that it's anywhere close to being uh reality but uh that's the type of vision that i think nascar has definitely got to embrace going forward at nate ryan on twitter great follow for your nascar inside nbc sports joining us here nate it's always fantastic buddy let's uh fingers crossed for tomorrow night man indeed indeed always a pleasure uh to be here thanks for having me guys the trees outside my studio seemed like they erupted green Saturday afternoon. I was looking at bare trees, looked away, then looked back, and there was green growth. Maybe that's spring. I'm starting to feel the same way about NASCAR, strangely enough. Last year, it was traditional, bare branches and all. This year, it's something different. Even the names have been changed to protect the innocent. I know this experiment with dirt racing at Bristol has been delayed because of spring rains in Tennessee, but that's just a piece of the issue. So is the weekend format that needs some serious rehab work. We're seeing different attitudes about racing, and there are names that are budding just like the leaves popping out of bare branches outside. You think this is a rite of spring or climate change in NASCAR? I hope it's climate change. I don't know if racing in circles will ever get to the top of my pyramid, but it's fun watching new ideas emerge from old branches that slept through far too many winters. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for You're pretty proud of your hot rod, aren't you, Freak Nation? That's why you should go with Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a unique formulation that cleans, lubricates multiple systems there in your vehicle. When it's added to your car, cleans, lubricates all components in the fuel tank to the cylinders. Removes deposits, protects against corrosion, helps the fuel to burn more completely. In other words, you need this in your car. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil, problem-solving additives for your automotive needs. Keep that engine alive. Thinking about this tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time start for the NASCAR Cup race. Yes. We've been a part of dirt races in the past where the dirt was just jacked up. And I'm wondering if this is what's going to happen when they, in between these official uh, yellows, 
that the track's going to be so bad, there's going to be an hour spent on trying to get the track back to race ready? I hope not. The temperatures are supposed to be in the 50s, supposed to be no clouds or little clouds, so they will have the benefit of some sun drying the track and not too quickly, which will be nice. And they're supposed to start track prep at 7.30 in the morning. But anything can happen. Stan, we got a couple of minutes here. It, it just has... <laughs> It's just got, <laughs> just got disaster written all over it. I don't want it to happen. We've been talking about how much we've been looking forward to this race, but and damn we enjoyed it. the video version on what was that Thursday night? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I the the part that I looked at, the only thing I saw was the dust uh, that you can't see the cars, and B, everybody was complaining about the tires going away. Now, unless Goodyear comes up with a different set of tires, I didn't even think or watch long enough to get the uh, issues with the windshield and the the uh, grill. Uh, so th- they do have some enormous problems they're going to have to overcome in the next 12 hours. Must see TV to steal or steal an NBC tagline many years ago. That will be. <laughs> we'll know what we're in for when we watch the truck race tomorrow prior to the cup race. Yeah. And if you have to go to work, just follow Twitter because it should be <laughs> relatively comical. Going to go open wheel next. Always great to get Connor Daly here in the Freak Nation. Running for Ed Carpenter Racing, the road courses, street courses. Uh, Travis Pastrana, he's got a bromance going on with him. He's wrestling Bison. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios. My world's so bright. It's hard to breathe, but that's all right. Hush. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council 
Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, 20-plus years of doing this thing, Freak Nation, many affiliates across the country, every digital app that you can think of, we're there for you. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, this segment brought to our good friends at General Tire, do yourself a favor, Freak Nation, roll on some GTs, baby, now through the end of April, get up to 70 bucks back the Visa prepaid card for four qualifying General Tires. For more information, check it out at GeneralTire.com. This dude... Could probably afford some general tires, then some. Connor Daly getting set for the 2021 IndyCar season, uh, running the road courses and street courses for Ed Carpenter Racing. And I, I think last time we talked to you was maybe this time last year. Uh, it, it feels that's the last time that IndyCar ran a freaking race. It, it, <laughs> dude, it's going to be almost seven months before we get an IndyCar race under our belts. Yeah, I know. It's wild. It's um it feels, uh, well, I mean, everything has felt different over the last, last 18 months, really. But, um, but it's going to be good. I mean, we're, you know, once, once we hit the ground running, I mean, we're going to be like nine weeks in a row. So it's, uh, something, you know, it's going to be a wild schedule and it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be great once we get going. And I mean, I'm a little jealous of everyone racing right now, NASCAR and Formula One. And I've, I've been, you know, watching about every session I can watch on television. Um, but, uh, but, you know, once it just makes me, you know, even more excited for when we get going. Cause I know that we've got, you know, potentially one of the most exciting IndyCar seasons that we've ever had in front of us with, uh, you know, with one of the most competitive fields in, in our, in our history for sure. Connor Daly from the IndyCar series, Connor Supercross did something very different this year where they stayed in one market for two or three races before they traveled on, saved money, saved time, lowered expenses. Is that something you would like to see done in IndyCar, stay in one place, have a couple of races before moving to the next market? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I, got, I got in this game to, uh, you know, to, to go to the different venues, to do the different races. I mean, I think all of our drivers, 
you know, are excited to, you know, get back to the venues that we missed out on last year. I think some of the double headers um, are really hard for the teams. Um, you know, when we were doing double headers last year and honestly for us physically, like, like our bodies with, with the power, with the lack of power steering and the, the physical, um, you know, the physical demands that these cars have, I mean, your body after, after a full race distance is, I mean, it's, it's wrecked and, and to get right back in and do another one, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you'd, you'd rather put everything into one, um, and have a full race weekend, at least in my opinion. Um, and you know, right now, obviously we, you know, our, our full schedule is in place. So, you know, I think we, we obviously double up by having two races at the Indianapolis Grand Prix circuit, which is fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like race weekends. I, I, I think the no practicing in NASCAR too is, is tough. Now, of course it does save a lot of money. Um, but you know, their, their budgets were already a lot more than ours anyway. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think with the time constraints that, you know, Supercross were on, I mean, they, they had to do what they had to do, but like, thankfully we've got, um, you know, our season, we can start in April and, and end whenever really we need to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for full race weekends, and and I love traveling, and I love you know being on the road, so I, I don't mind at all. Sunday night, the Freak Nation, Connor Daly, IndyCar driver. You said that you are a specialist in oval racing, but this year you're going to be running street courses and road races. How'd that happen? It's tough and too crazy. It's just uh, you know we've got a certain amount of budget for a certain amount of races, um, and, and that's about it. So. You know, we've got an incredible partner with U.S. Air Force. Again, it's my fourth year with them, which is really, really cool. And and we've, uh, you know, we've expanded our program every year. And, uh, you know, like l- last year, obviously, I did the full season with two different teams. And that situation is definitely not off the table for this year. I mean, it's still entirely possible. You know, Carlin announced Max Shilton doing his, you know, his, his race program like last year. And that means that, you know, the Texas weekend and the Gateway weekend are open for them. So, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly working on being there again with those guys and, and, and trying to accomplish some, you know, some great stuff like we did together last year. And, um, and, you know, it just feels right to, you know, we got a poll together now. I really want to get, you know, on the podium or a win for those guys. That would be really, really cool. And, um, you know, it's only two race weekends. So yeah. hopefully we can, uh, we can pull that deal together and, and we can get back together and, and, uh, and go for the full season. But it's been fun watching you in the off season collect sponsors, whether whether it's Logitech or your seat company. I mean, you've actually got so much attention on you because of iRacing that companies are coming to you now. That has to be pretty exciting. And can they fill the gaps of those other oval races? It's hard to say. I, I think for sure I've been lucky to work with a lot of incredible, uh, you know, partners, and 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 it's 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 not it's not necessarily. Um, you know, people coming to me, but, uh, you know, Logitech actually came to me, which was the most surprising thing ever. Uh, but like, you know, it's just a matter of, of, of talking to the right people at the right time and, and having, uh, having a brand that's diversified, you know what I mean? Have, you, know, you have the streaming side, you have the social side, you have the racing side and, and, uh, you know, doing truck races and, um, and, 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 and just the kind of anything really, I mean, I'll, I'll drive anything. Right. So I think, that has, that has helped, uh, helped for sure. And, you know, I'm super thankful for everyone that's been involved, but is it going to cover the races that we need to, um, you know, to, to, to finish the IndyCar season? I, I hope so. I, I don't know because it's, you know, one race weekend is an incredible amount of money. Um, and, you know, smaller deals are a lot, a lot easier to do. You know, the, the 5, 10, 15, 20, you know, 50 K deals. Those are, those are a little bit more, uh, you know, it's a big companies. Those numbers are a little bit easier to, uh, 
to get down. But when you start talking, you know, six figures and stuff like that, it's and seven figures, it's it's tough. But six figures at the Indy 500 this year with arguably some added meaning, some added excitement because of the craziness that we all went through last year. Is that any sort of an easier sell? Well, I think right now there's there's a lot of positive energy just in general. I think everyone's looking forward to, you know, getting back to the racetrack and getting, you know, getting, uh, you know, having having some attendance at races. And, and, and I think there's just people want to do stuff. So so realistically, we got to be able to figure out a way to, you know, put the right situation in front of the right companies. And, you know, right now the U.S. Air Force are, you know, our main partner. And our goal is to make sure that they come back for 2022. So we already have a lot you know, that we've got to accomplish for them. And, and, uh, you know, that's the main goal because, you know, the Indy 500 is, is obviously sponsored and we've got, you know, a, a lot to do to make sure that we, well, we give the return on investment for our partners. So, um, so there, there's a lot of excitement happening. There's obviously a lot of full-time cars this year. I think this is the most full-time cars in IndyCar than since, since I've been competing. Um, you know, I think we're probably going to have 26, 27 cars, you know, more regularly than normal. Uh, which is which is really really cool, and and obviously I think it looks like there's going to be more than 33 people trying to qualify for the Indianapolis 500. And after a year where you know who knows what was going to happen financially or or uh, you know corporately, it seems to be that there's a lot of energy and and, and people investing in the Indianapolis 500, which is uh, you know which is which is exciting. No, that's been awesome to watch. Absolutely, Connor Daly joining us, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. You just said though. U.S. Air Force will do anything they want us to do. So if that means turning the Coke lot into a bison field and you brand your bison the way that you were so excited about doing just a few weeks ago, you'd do it. <laughs> well, that's probably, you know, low on the list. But we have a few <laughs> other ideas, you know, j- jumping out of planes and, and, and doing all kinds of stuff. You know, there's, there's a lot of exciting things that we can do with the Air Force, but the uh, bison wrestling might have to wait for now. We'll, we'll see. Dale Jr. has, you know come in with some incredible advice for me and a lot of people did seem to chime in on that which was very helpful all i have to do is present the question to the internet and the internet always has the right answer apparently (laughs) speaking of taking you seriously connor daly indycar series pilot joining us here in the freak nation how was that truck ride in las vegas the nascar truck series you know honestly it was a lot of fun i I really 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 was enjoying it um it obviously didn't end the way we wanted to and and uh you know my inexperience in that series definitely uh definitely bit me pretty hard but uh but i mean we were we were very fast and 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 it felt really good to be you know to feel competitive and 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 something that i don't do um and you know i think i think the team uh you know was had recognized that and i i i really really enjoyed working with everyone at neat motorsports and, and al neat such a great owner and and the partners that we had there so it was something that i definitely want to do more of um, you know, I had some, I obviously, you know, truck rides aren't just being handed out. You know, we had some great sponsors in place to make that happen. And, uh, realistically, you know, I'd have to find more of those sponsors to do more races, but, uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and I really do think that if, you know, if we, if we had some practice or we get a little bit more experience in our, but I, I, I don't know why, you know, I couldn't be competitive there because it was, it, it was feeling really good as we were going there and I have so much more to learn. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, just a great opportunity to race against, you know, those talented guys and girls in that series. And, um, I, you know, I, I'll definitely never forget it. If that's the last truck race I do, you know, it would be a shame, but, uh, I've enjoyed my experience over in the NASCAR world and, uh, you know, definitely want to try and do more. How's the bromance going with Travis Pastrana? Well, Travis is, uh, someone that you really can never say no to. Um, I think. <laughs> 
coming up very soon. Um, there's probably going to be, you know, we, we did something together in, uh, in, in March, um, a, a racing activity, which, uh, which we, you know, we haven't gone public about yet, which I think it'll be really, really cool and, and hilarious. So anytime Travis calls me, I, I, uh, I have to say yes. And you, you usually, um, it works out well. So, uh, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll see some, some, some hilarious content coming out of the old Nitro Circus crew. Um, yes. but, uh, but yeah, he has, uh, done an incredible amount for me and, uh, you know, I'll always be appreciative and, you know, I, I, I hope that, uh, we can do some more racing at some point again together. <laughs> It's amazing to me because this time last year, when COVID got super serious in the United States, we're talking the end of March, you had not yet talked to him, had you? So this is basically everything that's gone on in the last 12 months, and it all came about you guys communicating on iRacing headsets. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought? A lot of a lot of relationships can begin on the internet, I've heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's, 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 how it, uh, that's how it started, pretty much. And So you basically, um, you swiped left for Travis? I think it was a hard right. It was, a hard it was, right. It was great. You know, See, I don't even it know all it worked out well. And, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, I, realistically, you know, the last 18 months or 12 months or whatever have been tough, but there's been, I've had some of the best times of my life in the last, you know, 12 months, oddly enough, you know, when, 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 when Travis, you know, when Travis and I went out to Vegas to the truck race, I mean, that was such an incredible experience and, um, getting to go to his house as well during the summer, um, to kind of check that out and, and, and see, see what the old nitro, uh, <laughs> nitro headquarters, AKA his backyard was like, you know, was, 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 was really cool. And, um, and again, what we got to do, you know, a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, I guess, um, is again, just something that helps the brand helps me, you know, when I, when I go to different partners that I have and, 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 and it's all awesome. So, you know, thanks to him, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of fun and, I mean, I'm fine. I'm, I'm glad I just found someone who's an enabler. Uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to do whatever, and uh, he'll encourage us to do whatever. So it's, it's great. Well, I'm just going to keep name dropping before we end this interview, because a couple of weeks ago, you're hanging with Travis Pastrana doing something that we're going to find out about in a couple of weeks, apparently. But you were also at Mario Andretti's birthday party. I mean, who's the bigger goat, Mario or Travis? <laughs> I mean, those are two great people. I, I Mario is you know, it, it has done everything. Travis is still doing everything. So, you know, Mario is, uh, you know, one of the coolest guys in the history of cool. Um, and obviously, you know, respect the heck out of that guy. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, Travis, those two guys, you could pretty much put those two guys on pedestals of great American humans in history. Connor Daly, the Barber Motorsports Park event is about to come up, opening the IndyCar season. You haven't had a lot of test days, but you have done some eye racing. Are you ready physically or emotionally? Are you ready to start the season at Barber? Honestly, yeah, we, we've had two test days, which is not a lot, um, <laughs> but but they've gone really well for us. Honestly, the team over the off season has done a great job, kind of getting getting what, what we've wanted out of the car a little bit a little bit more. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, I think physically I'm ready, uh, been, been putting in a lot of work to try and make sure that, you know, this is obviously the highest level that we're going to be at. Um, after, after feeling how difficult the cars were to drive last year, um, you know, training has kind of had to step up to a, to an even higher level with, uh, you know, heavier steering and hotter temperatures in the car. So, so yeah, I, I feel good. The testing's gone well. We were very fast, Sebring and Barber and, 
Um, I think our team has a good, um, a good setup for Barber to start the season off, which is nice. Um, and then we tested Indy April eight, nine as well. So we get to kind of, you know, get the oval stuff rolling here soon as well. So once April hits, it's full attack. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's what we're all excited about. Connor, the push to pass test didn't get a lot of rave reviews from the other IndyCar drivers. Where do you stand on the test? I, I think there's a lot to be done around that. Um, I think right now, you know, we're adding a lot of things to a car that uh, has been around for a while. So I think there, um, you know, we've got some great people that are working on that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, 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 the heads of our technical departments over there at IndyCar are smart people. They definitely don't, you know, they, they, they definitely don't miss things. They know what's going on. Jay Fry knows what's going on. Um, I think, you know, we're obviously limited on cost. We can't design new cars every year like Formula One. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I think there's just a few more things we need to, you know, we need to get accomplished and we need to figure out with obviously the, the different aerodynamic platform that the AeroStream provides that, uh, you know, last year's race at Indy, I think was, was difficult for a lot of people, you know, to, to get the car balance right. And just adding power, um, to a car that, you know, might not be aerodynamically, you know, as balanced as we need it to be yet is it, tough. And, and I'm excited for more power. I think everyone wants more power. Um, but yeah, I, I think before we get to that point, um, you know, we'll probably just figure out some other things aerodynamically to help us out. And uh, I, I have faith in our, you know, in our guys to, you know, to make that happen. It's just a matter of time. Connor Daly joining us here in the Freak Nation, kicking it off, of course, at Barber Motorsports Park. Fear See, the mullet. Bam. Go out and win a damn race so we can have a, an awfully good reason to get you back in the Freak Nation, all right? Absolutely, that's the plan. We're uh, we're going to be fighting for it every weekend, so right. I'm uh, I'm very excited. Connor, thanks for doing this, bud. Absolutely, anytime. Happy to do it. He's such a crap starter. I hope he, when he retires from racing, he needs to be in some booth or doing some co-hosting somewhere. Crap starting. <laughs> crap starting. Just go somewhere and start crap. Is that, that the that, that the official title, crap starter and in, in chief? Yeah, crap starter in chief. Ott Defoe, one of the greatest professional anglers. It's a big win over the weekend. He joins us next hour. Speed Freaks Pits at Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. second hour of the freaks and when you've been doing this for 20 plus years we've got archives of our archives we're going to go back 18 years 18 years that man with george thoroughgood sitting in the studio with us in los angeles are we going to have the pizza too is that is that going to be there as well 
Uh, there might be a little remnants, might be a little scratch and sniff in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play that coming up this hour. Also this hour, Ott Defoe. If, you, if you're on the peripheral of Major League Fishing, professional fishing, you know this guy. He's one of the greatest professional anglers in the history of mankind. Had a big win in Texas. And how he got this win in Texas is absolutely bonkers. We live in modern-day era of technology. Well, and, and fishing, professional fishing, is riding right along with modern technology until you get on a portion of a lake when the cell towers can't reach you. <laughs> yes, in most areas. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have an odd defoe, uh, thanks to our good friends at General Tire, coming up this hour. We're there for you on Speed Freaks on Twitter, and of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Richie, you got your ears on, man? Can you chime in, Roham? All right. Uh, we uh, we're up against it with a uh, with a Freak Nation member. What we thought was going to be today, it's actually going to be tomorrow. Where the three of us are going up against someone in the Freak Nation that follows us on Twitter about where we think our three drivers are going to finish tomorrow. Well, it was supposed to be today. Uh, can you pull up the list of our picks versus our contestant? From uh, our Twitter account, I got it ready. At a boy. All right, so refresh me who I picked in oh. kind of a drunken stupor uh, <laughs> last night. Did did I pick? Uh, uh, you know, Derek Cope. Who the hell did I pick? <laughs> what were you drinking then? That's the that's the question. Ah, uh, you know, good old vodka. It was well, National Whiskey is- Day yesterday, Kenny. What were oh, you doing? Oh my god. Dude! Well, that makes sense because I I came home with some just like three monkeys or four monkeys uh, scotch whiskey. Yeah, you got a new bottle as a gift yesterday. Yeah, okay. You were gifted whiskey yesterday. All right. But no, we're in the back of an Uber and Kenny (laughs) sends his pics. I look at the text and I'm like, Kenny, that's exactly what Statman sent. (laughs) (laughs) You have to pick different ones. Statman had first claim, first dibs. You cannot pick exactly what he picked. And Kenny's like, what? Oh, okay. Well, what? That sounds more like Southern Comfort than whiskey. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I couldn't talk with Southern Comfort stat. I couldn't sleep either. <laughs> uh, Richie, you got our picks? Kenny, you picked Kyle Larson, Christopher okay. Bell, and Kyle Bush. Whoa, stepping down on a limb there, aren't I? Yeah. Holy smokes. I think all of us were out wow. on a limb. Everybody... <laughs> In the, in the pool, pit Kyle Larson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a shocker there. Right. Crasher uh, added in Christopher Bell and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Mm-hmm. A little wild card mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then Stat threw in uh, Ryan Blaney, mm. as well of course as Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. And then our contestant is Judy, and her three drivers that she picked are Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, and Austin Dillon. She actually might get this. Kyle Larson has been singing the praises of Austin Dillon all weekend to even Austin's surprise. So who knows? She may nail it right there. Remember, Ricky Stenhouse, does he still own his dirt team? Yeah. Dirt team. Mm -hmm. But he's a stud on dirt. You know, it hadn't gotten squat done on the the cup car. He isn't a stud anywhere. He's not even, wasn't even a stud with uh, Danica at, at the end. Oh, snap. Wow. Dang. 
Shots fired from you can email him at crashgeek.com. <laughs> no, not true. Woo. Well, Richie, you've uh, you've been a part of the Freak Nation long enough to uh, have a take on where you think your driver drivers are going to finish. Who do you have? Oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot. You didn't tell me we were gonna do this, and luckily we have to go right. to break in about 30 right. seconds, so I can just filibuster until I come up with an answer. <laughs> That's what the Senate does. Way to go, Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. What a filibuster. <laughs> the first time that is that one word or two words? That's what the one. Hell is it? That's one. Come on. Philly ass. I'll just rename it Philly ass buster. Yeah, uh, Philip Buster. He's it? one of the he's one of his picks, I think. His picks. <laughs> We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Ah, bringing in another round of affiliates to join up with SiriusXM, TuneIn, Radio.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, apps, cross apps. Yeah, like there's 47 different kinds. There's one. Of Apple? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, regardless, uh, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Now through the end of April, buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tires and get up to 70 bucks on a Visa prepaid card. That's right, 70 bucks a Visa prepaid card, four qualifying tires from General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com, GeneralTire.com for more information. Crasher? IndyCar tested, pushed to pass at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend. You heard Connor Daly last hour. Not much of a huge popularity contest being won there. Boris said taking the win in Trans Am in a very wet road Atlanta. All that information can be found at racer.com. But the two biggest events on the weekend, the F1 season opener in Bahrain and NASCAR's first time back on dirt in over 50 years. 50% of the weekend was a success. Lewis Hamilton went on to do Hamilton things in Bahrain, breaking records and winning. He might not have started on the pole, but pit stop finesse got him where he needed to be, which was leading laps. And then eventually taking over Michael Schumacher's laps lab record after just 13 times in the number one spot. By the end, Hamilton had tallied 5,126 laps led in his F1 career, besting Schumacher's 51-11 laps. But this win, like he said, was not as easy as years past. Max Verstappen showed speed not just in qualifying, as he said on the pole, but also in the closing laps where he had a couple chances to pass Lewis. But passing, racing fast and passing are just two different animals. It's going to be a good F1 season. Unfortunately, NASCAR suffered a different freight. We've talked about it most of the show so far. Mother Nature had other plans in the dirt. She was not nice. It was not maybe not a record-breaking amount of rain, but it was a lot of rain that came over the weekend in Tennessee, and there was flooding everywhere. This would have been difficult conditions on a permanent dirt track, let alone a temporary track with dirt on top. Friday's practice wasn't the greatest either, and that was before the rain. That was a dust bowl. But after the truck heat on Saturday showed caked on mud on every windshield and grill, rules were changed. Unfortunately, none of them could be put into action today. So tomorrow we get to see if extended stages and an extra set of tires make it work for the Cup Series. World champion professional angler, Ot Defoe, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks. And we know vehicles, they could be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle could break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Don't want to live as an untold story. Rather go out in a blaze of glory. I can't hear you. I don't dare you. I live now because the bad die last. Get back to the Freaks. 20-plus years of doing this Freak Nation affiliates across the country. Again, every digital app that you could imagine, iHeartRadio.com, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, we're there for you. Good to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. Part of our partnership with General Tires, Ot Defoe joining us here in the Freak Nation. Angler Ot Defoe, Major League Fishing, Bass Champion. I could keep going on and on. But before we get into your credentials, you're based out of Tennessee, right? 
Knoxville area. Blaine is the little town we live in, but uh, but yeah, nobody knows where that is. But most people have heard of Knoxville. Though. Yeah. What the heck is going on with all this rain in Tennessee? It's washing out the, all the rain at Bristol with the truck yeah. and the cup race. Is it about to wash you away, man? <laughs> it, it, it definitely is. I, I got back home um, yesterday, and we live on a, on a creek and, and then part of the Holston River, and it is very high and very orange here around the house. A lot of standing water, a lot of places, all the creeks and rivers are swollen up um, considerably larger than they should be. We, we have had a tremendous amount of rainfall in the, in the last, really the last 48 hours, even the last week or so. It's been pretty rough. Pro Anger Atnafo joining us here in the Freak Nation. And given your profession, your hobbies, I mean, you're always <laughs> fishing. With all that rain out there, do you just want to sit out there in your waders and just see what you can catch? <laughs> uh, no, I, I have I have fished in conditions like this when I had to, and generally speaking, you're better off just to wait a few days. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the it, now when it does turn, it can be some of the best fishing you'll ever experience. But when it is when it's rising and getting muddier. Um, generally it, it makes for some pretty hard conditions. If you don't have to fish on those days, I would encourage you just to, uh, to stay put, save up your energy and, and wait just a, just a couple of days and that water starts receding a little bit and clears up a little bit. That's, that's the time to go. It can happen a lot quicker than some people think. Um, but yeah, it can turn around pretty quick. Is that then one of the big reasons that fishing was so good in East Texas this weekend, especially for you, because it rained during the week, but then you got to come in on the weekend and just benefit from that? Yeah, I, I do think that that had something to do with it. I was fishing on the far north end of Sam Rayburn um, and, and up there in that, that kind of where it goes back into a river system. And, um, and that river flowing in, it, it did have a little bit of current to it. And um, and I do think that that was definitely one of the keys to that area being so productive was that that current that was coming in from the rainfall they had had, you know, in, in previous days to us getting there for the event. Pro angler Ott Defoe, winner from the Sam Rayburn tournament this weekend, joining us here at Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And has it ever made you nervous, though? Because everything I've read about that area where you were fishing is that the cell service was bad. So your your fish coming in were not really going into the leaderboard, at least not timely. And time was running out. Yeah. Everything worked out OK. Yeah. But has that ever freaked you out before where your fish may not count when it comes down to it? Yeah, but the good part is that the what's written on the paper is truly what is official and, and what goes, you know, what goes into these, to the iPad and into score tracker that matters. But what's written on that paper, that's, that's what's legitimate. That's what really counts. So, mm. you know, those getting those fish entered, but there, there may be a little bit of, of uh, things that need clarified there with that. There's a rule in place. Um, the, the word I'm not very good at pronouncing, but, but I think it's impedance is, is what it is. And it's, it essentially means that as a angler, I can't keep the boat official or the cameraman from, from doing their job. I cannot impede them in that way. So, you know, the, a major job of that boat official is being able to enter your fish. And so that, but that rule has a step with it. So if area where they can get no connectivity, um, I can stay there, but for only 15 minutes. And once that 15 minutes hits, then I have to leave. I have to get them back to where they can get service, and then he can enter, you know, can enter any fish that you've 
caught that point, or he could just update score tracker. So um, that that's kind of where that you know where that came in. So it, it definitely was nerve wracking. Hey, my goal as a fisherman, I'm, my goal is to to generate fish to bite, and you know, and, and then to land them. That's those are two things I need to accomplish. I need to get the fish to bite. I need to get the fish in the boat. That's that's my job. Well. But I had to think of a third thing on this day, and that was okay. I got to catch the fish. I got to get in the boat, and then every, I got to make sure that within every fifteen minutes, I'm getting connectivity. So, um, yeah, it was just it was just an extra thing to have to have to have on my mind and have to worry about. But uh, able able to juggle that through enough, thankfully, to get it done. Because yeah, that is a lot to to think about. Are you shocked, <laughs> or do you have something on you that buzzes that says "out of service, out of service"? Or you just literally have to pay attention to your phone in one hand and your rod, your your fishing reel in the other hand. Yeah, that, that's the good part is that my official was keeping me very aware of that. That that is that does kind of fall under his responsibilities of saying, um, "Yeah, I've, I've lost connectivity," or you know, he could just verbalize that with me. I didn't have to didn't okay. have to have that on on anything myself, but. Uh, yeah, just just allowing him to verbalize that to me and tell me that yeah, this is a good area or, or you know we, we've lost it for now. Freak Nation Pro Angler Otnafove, 2019 Bassmaster Classic Champion, 2020 Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour Champion, and General Tire sponsored Pro Angler joining us here in the Freak Nation. Why would they put you guys on a lake when there is going to be cell service issues uh, moving mm-hmm. forward? Because it's it's listen, this is fishing. Dudes, women, we like to tell fishing stories, you know? Yeah, it was this big, buddy. Sure it was. Why <laughs> why, why would yep. they put you on a lake somewhere where there's no cell service to where, you know, you could tell a, an odd fishing story from back in the day? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, definitely the, Sam Rayburn is an excellent um, fishery, and that that was a lot of the draw to, to go there. Um, now, the, the fishery didn't show out um, as a whole for when we were there. That, we would had some funky weather, east wind that the fishery just didn't didn't produce the way we all expected it to. But that that was definitely the draw to go to Sam Rayburn is because of the quality um, fishery that is. I mean, it's one one of the top five fisheries in the country. Um, so that that's a that's a lure of it. But you know that we we did kind of know we were playing with fire by going there because the cell service it is such a rural area of Texas and and uh, you know that that, that kind of is and 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 that was talking with the. You know, some of the leadership there with MLF after it was over with, they said, you know, we've, we've, we've excluded places in the past that were excellent fisheries because the cell service was kind of, but they called it borderline. You know, it, hmm. it was possibly good enough, but possibly not. And they said this was, this was really the, the first test of the lower end of, of a, as they would call it, a passing fishery for cell service. So, it, it it was a bit of a trial, a bit of an experiment, uh, you know, to to see what to see what would work, and and they kind of they wanted to test the limits with it a little bit, and I, and I think they have found a new threshold of what passes. <laughs> I you said the fishing in Texas wasn't so great this time around, but you still won. In fact, you've won three times there in Texas in the past year. Why does Texas work for you? Oh, uh, te- Texas is, uh, it, it has, it's been really, really good to me, especially for the past 12 and a half months or so. Um, and, and the, the, the joke I kind of say with it is that, uh, that bass in Texas act like bass are supposed to. Um, you know, some, some places we go, it, you have to, you have to fish different ways or, you know, maybe finesse them more or, or something. And, um, you know, with, with Texas, it, 
the wind blows or you get some current or fish, you know, you, a lot of times you can, you can power fish, you can use bigger baits, you can um, target more aggressive fish in, in that way. And that's, that's generally how I like to fish if at all possible. But um, that, that's kind of my joke is that when you go to Texas, bass act like bass, but it's the, the big thing with the state of Texas is, is how great of a job that, that Texas parks and wildlife and their fisheries management. I mean, they, they put more, emphasis and more research and, and more honestly more money back into their fisheries than, than most most other states i mean they do a fantastic job of doing that and it doesn't go unnoticed by by certainly their own anglers but by from pro anglers as well because when, when we go to texas uh, you know generally speaking the fishing is going to be pretty good and uh and it, and it is it's because of the the emphasis and the, the resources that you know that as a state and as a management that they put back into those fisheries pro angler ot defoe is in the freak nation ot there's a common thing in sports whatever it is motorsports or any other kind of sport that after someone has been involved in the sport for two three decades like you have they end up in ownership or in the front office what would that be in the world of fishing yeah yeah uh so, some guys you know i, I look at like a, a marty stone you know who's mm. a is one of the analysts on on MLF on our live stream and stuff. Um, you know that's that's certainly one thing you can do. One thing that has has certainly grown, and uh, I, I think I, I'm hopeful that by the time that kind of my generation of anglers, you know, I'm 35, so yeah, if I do this another 15 years or so, um, you know, maybe 20 years, that by the time that I get to the point of being ready to retire, that college fishing has grown grown so much in the past five to 10 years. That possibly by the time I get ready to retire, maybe a, a college fishing coach position is, is something that um, you know the re, a retired professional can can move into at that point. So um, you know, that, definitely those analyst type places, and, and certainly, um, but with with social media and and YouTube and all those type of things, that 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 opportunity there, that was definitely a thing that you know, ten or fifteen years ago, a lot of those guys that retired back in those days having their, you know, a TV show and, and that type of thing was what a lot of the more successful ones uh, of that generation have, uh, you know, that they've retired into. So, uh, yeah, who knows what the future holds for, um, you know, for what that looks like uh, going down the road. But that, that definitely the, the college fishing coaching part of it is something that I see probably being a viable thing by the time I get ready ready to retire. Now, if you're serious about that, Ot Defoe, pro angler, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And let's say you get the gig at University of Tennessee as the college fishing coach, okay? What if one of your anglers talks back to you? How do you make him run laps or do push-ups if you're on the boat? Huh? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't really know what, what, what kind of uh, – I guess I guess they have to do so many – You'd have to put a well. It's just a good thought, but uh, you'd have to put so many baits. You know, he'd have to make so many casts, but you you take the hook off of his bait, so he oh. can't catch a fish. You're just making him make repetitive casts, and maybe he has to hit a target so many times. That's a great. That would be a very good exercise, right? And and it looks like according to your Facebook page, you've gone through something that uh, we've gone through with our seven year old. She broke her elbow, and looks like uh, is it your son Parker that uh, broke his arm? He, he broke his wrist uh, this week at school. He sure did. Yeah, that uh, I, I, uh, that's the first first broke bone. My wife and I we have, we have three kids. We have a 13 year old daughter, and then twins uh, Parker and his sister Lizzie that are nine. And 
my, my wife didn't quite understand this. Maybe you all will, but I, I told I told her that you know Abby's thirteen, the twins are nine each. Mm-hmm. Eighteen years if you combine you know their their lifespan together. So it's, to my way I look at it, that's thirty one years of child raising that we've done at this point, and that's the first broken bone we've had. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yes, pat yourself on the back. That is very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can he still throw a line? Yeah, he can. He he does hold the rod with his left hand with a bait caster, but he could still fish with a spinning rod. It yeah. would be good there. <laughs> yeah, he definitely could. Well, man, that's, <laughs> it, it's a huge win for you uh, taking some of that Texas money home for you, and really how you did it. Such such a great dang story, man. Thanks for doing this, Ot. Absolutely, I, I definitely appreciate you all having me on. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. From the Formula One of Major League Fishing to well, Formula One and their season opener. A lot of news coming out of those last five laps. We'll get to that next. But first, your Statman Scat. It's the Statman. Let's get it. Oh, no. The trees outside my studio seemed like they erupted green Saturday afternoon. I was looking at bare trees, looked away, then looked back, and there was green growth. Maybe that's spring. I'm starting to feel the same way about NASCAR, strangely enough. Last year, it was traditional, bare branches and all. This year, it's something different. Even the names have been changed to protect the innocent. I know this experiment with dirt racing at Bristol has been delayed because of spring rains in Tennessee, but that's just a piece of the issue. So is the weekend format that needs some serious rehab work. We're seeing different attitudes about racing, and there are names that are budding just like the leaves popping out of bare branches outside. You think this is the right of spring or climate change in NASCAR? I hope it's climate change. I don't know if racing in circles will ever get to the top of my pyramid, but it's fun watching new ideas emerge from old branches that slept through far too many winters. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Richie, who is this? Royal Blood. Man, any it's like it's like walking by a Kentucky Fried Chicken, man. Smell it. Yank my neck around to go back and get me some chicken. I hear a guitar riff. Got to find out what the hell it is. <laughs> Bring it up a little bit, man. Wow. Had you heard of these guys before? Absolutely. They're uh, one of my favorite bands I've been listening to a lot lately. It's greatness. This is good. I like this. Yep. How about 70 bucks back, Freak Nation? General Tires, now through October 30th, not really kidding, uh, April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires, get up to 70 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. That's right. Four qualifying General Tires, take home up to 70 bucks with a Visa prepaid card. Get out, enjoy the weather, streets, this awesome weather with some new General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com for more information. <laughs> Listen to that. We'll talk Formula One. I'd rather listen to the song. <laughs> Man. I, I got to be honest, Crasher and I were on a flight back to Phoenix this morning while the Formula One race was going on, and we landed. Evidently, 
And thank goodness our plane was early and yeah. another plane was at the gate so we could actually sit on our phones and watch the end of the race. Yeah. Saw the last five laps. Statman, uh, did you catch the end of the F1 race? Sure. That was the, the last five laps was probably the most exciting part of the whole thing. It's we talk, we've talked about this over the last 20 plus years with, when it comes to formula one. And we, I've just grown to accept that the little excitement in formula one is a lot of excitement. And it's these last five laps between Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, where Verstappen passed him an illegal pass out in the grass and he had to give back the lead to Lewis Hamilton. But I'm caught up in it, and I've been caught up in it when, when these little things happen, Statman, in Formula One. You, know, you celebrate instances like this in a, in a series where there's not a whole lot of freaking passing. Well, actually, a lot of the strategy that is lost in some of the other forms of racing is important in F1. Like today, uh, the... Um, Red Bull team jumped ahead of the Mercedes team. So Mercedes pitted early and forced uh, Verstappen to uh, eventually pit. And he came back out uh, behind Hamilton. Hamilton's tires went away. And so the strategy became where the passing happened in the strategy. But the wheel-to-wheel racing came in the last five laps when uh, Hamilton was ahead. His tires were going away for stopping had tires that were 10 laps newer and he was closing on him. And, uh, then he made a couple of mistakes and ended up losing. And that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what Lewis Hamilton said at the end is that they would have lost this race. Lewis claims he would have lost this race had it not been for the mistake that Verstappen had. So, or, or several mistakes, but especially that one at the end when he passed, but was off track. So, yeah, it's, it is kind of interesting. I mean, between Hamilton and his engineers throughout the race deciding, okay, what compound are we going to take on our last pit stop? Because we're going to be on them a lot longer than Verstappen and they are going to go away. How can we balance this? So yeah, that kind of stuff is fun to, fun to pay attention to. Richie, you're a Formula One fan through Drive to Survive on Netflix. Is that right? Absolutely. Word is, and Netflix hasn't announced it, but word is uh, Netflix does have cameras. They had cameras out at the Bahrain race, so it looks like it will be coming back. But that being said, I didn't grab a hold of Drive to Survive early on, but now when I remember, I catch it. And I can understand why it's so popular. You, you don't get access like this at all with Formula One that Netflix has. I mean, this is the one of the premier not just motorsports, premier sports on the planet that just short of following Verstappen into the crapper, you get crazy access of these drivers' teams and personalities and conversations that we've never had up until this Netflix show. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the sport until I started watching Drive to Survive. And the thing that has fascinated me most about it is it shows you the stakes for every team up and down the grid, not just your Mercedes and your Red Bulls, but your McLarens and your Racing Point. They have a new name this year. Um, I think they're they're uh, they have a different name this year. But 
that's what it was so good about it, is that there are true stakes for all these teams up and down the grid, whether they're running for victories or not. And that's what I loved about it. And that's what has turned me into a fan of Formula One to the point where I'm recording races now and I'm watching them <laughs> on a couple hour delay because I can't wake up at six o'clock in the morning for most races. Yeah, the, the funny thing about this show on Netflix, I don't know if it still is, but at the beginning, the teams paid for having the crews follow them around. And uh, I don't know if that's still the case. That might have been just how what they used to get up and running. But if, for example, Mercedes didn't buy into the first couple of years, and so there weren't a lot of Mercedes involvement in those shows. Oh, good point. Good so point. Uh, I, th- I don't know if that's still the case, but... Um, you know, it might be different now with Liberty involved and all that sort of thing. Freak Nation, a big old 18-year freaking flashback with George Thorogood. You don't want to miss this one. Coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. 
It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. George Thorogood's joined us a couple of times over the last 20 years. I was going to say, when you originally teased this interview that you're about to play with him, that it was 18 years ago, I thought, what? We were not in the ESPN studios, ESPN 710 in L.A. We were not in those studios 18 years ago. So I'm thinking, did he join us at the CBS studios and at the ESPN studios? Apparently. It was July of 2003. Wow. Yeah, he joined us a few times. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is 18 years ago, a freaking flashback with George Thorgood coming up in moments. Lucas Oil's complete engine treatment. It cleans, lubricates multiple systems in your vehicle. When it's added to your fuel, lubricates components from your fuel tank to your cylinders, removes deposits, protects against corrosion, helps the fuel burn more completely. In other words... Lower emissions, man. For more information, go to lucasoil.com to find out where you can purchase complete engine treatment and more details on how this bad boy is going to help your engine run smoother. Lucas Oil, problem-solving additives for your automotive needs. Keep that engine alive. I'm not a big fan of going back and listening to some of my old air checks. <laughs> well, we're about to do that here. Oh, boy. Yeah, Richie, go bring that music down. Uh, we got, uh, again, like I said, 2003, and this was during baseball season. And George Thorogood and I went to a Dodgers game together. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Yeah, this is George Thorogood and I went to a Dodgers game together like in 97, 98. And then five years later, when he came in the studio, we talked about an instance okay. at the Dodger game in this interview. But uh, bear with us, Freak Nation. Again, the only voice that doesn't change in this is Statman's. But if you, <laughs> when you hear Crash and you hear me and our, one of our former co-hosts, Slugnuts, it's a uh, man alive. And, and Richie, have your finger on the dump button. It's I, screeching. Remember, this is uh, 18 years ago. There might be some things that come out of our mouth that would not be very appealing today. To current audience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Freak Nation. Uh, let her rip. number one badass in America, <laughs> Evil Knievel, and you are listening to the 
bastard children and the show the speed freaks that's right they can kiss our ass right evil exactly right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you heard us talking about the guy for damn near 30 minutes even during the pedagon interviews he could we couldn't keep him out of this damn speed freaks pits the lucas oil studios that's crash gladys lug nuts Statman carruthers my name is kenny sergeant 86 69 freaks get on the horn Maybe not now. Maybe when we do the third break with you, we'll we'll take some phones for George Thorogood. 8669 Freaks. 8669 Freaks. Would you please welcome, I've known him for about five or six years, and I'm going to want him to tell that story at Dodger Stadium about that broad who sang so horribly, <laughs> who sang the national anthem, Oops. and you looked up at me. <laughs> you, you, but you, I, I know who Kenny Sargent really is, folks. He is that guy. Get up close, did, to, the, get up close he, to the mic, George. He did this to me in Dodger Stadium. And, Ladies and gentlemen, I, George Thorogood. Yeah, right. Everybody was everybody was like in in in, in just in you know, physical pain as well as you know mental pain, uh, struggling through this national. And I turn around and I look at Kenny Sargent, and because this is visual, I was sitting there. And I was standing sitting with my father-in-law, and I and I turned around, and Kenny's standing there like this, and he looks at me, and he goes like this. <laughs> Giving the face of, Meaning I like, think so. No, no, he was giving me a face like, be good. <laughs> you, you know that guy, and we all had that guy in study hall, that while the teacher had both palms on the desk and was right in your face screaming at you, there was always that guy tapping you under the table with his foot, <laughs> making you laugh at the, at the study hall teacher's face. And the person would keep screaming, you, Fer, could you laugh one more time? There was always that guy on the table, and that was Kenny Sargent. <laughs> and that was, I know. And he is that guy. I know. He, it was always be me getting in trouble, the other guy getting all scot-free. <laughs> he proved it. And he proved it at Dodger Stadium that night. Yeah, but that girl went on to be famous. Britney Spears is pretty good now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't recall who it was, but I remember you. Dude, it was horrible. Okay, I thought, this guy's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably every camera and the TV camera in the student stadium was aimed oh, yeah. at you. And he was tapping me under the under the chair like this, trying to get me, <laughs> trying to get me to blow it. Mad <laughs> bastard that he is. We got George Thorogood in here. He's doing a number of things. He's touting the new CD, Ride Till I Die. So we figure we ought to get his happy ass in here in the Freak Nation. We got about 100,000 people listening to us, George Thorogood. And sometimes we've had oh, big time musicians in here like yourself who will play, some won't play, which, by the way, George will be bringing his acts in here. Hey. With Jimmy, mm-hmm. Jim Solar, Jim Solar, Dallas, Texas. You need to get close to the mic, man. These are radio mics. These aren't those big ass Sennheiser multi-directional. Sennheiser. I'm on the mic. There you go. I'm on the mic. George Thorogood, your utmost greatest memory of you in a car is my utmost uh, greatest memory of me in a car was Even probably on a bus. On a bus. Probably um, on a bus or a car. My greatest which memory. Is, which is a, is a funnier story for the Freak Nation? Uh, my greatest memory of being in a car is um, riding in the backseat of a limousine with my wife and my daughter. It's my greatest memory of being awesome. in a car. Awesome. With Marla and Rio, That's right? right? All right. That's my How greatest about that? memory. That's pretty cool. Pure class, too. But you did tell me a story here, Chief, in the, uh, in the break here. That oh, first now, he goes right in, now he goes right into the smut. You're no, no, about- no. No smut. I, I respect that. That's class. Because here's a guy that could be – he's toured Remember like, his daughter and his I wife know, are listening. I know. This is what I think is class. Is that you're talking about your daughter, and a lot of rock stars get a bad break sometimes. But you – did play your first gig at a snappy burst facility, correct? Well, we had a we had a um, first gig ever, ever, ever. Well, our first gig was actually at a at a, at a college. And then we got it later. We couldn't the get the college of breast facility. We couldn't get enough. <laughs> you people are terrible. You know, may I say that? I mean that in the utmost respect. You're, you're, That's great. I mean, it's pretty bad when you got to bring in George Thurgood to clean up your image. <laughs> 
but the thing that's yeah, but the that's, thing that's remarkable that's about you. That's gotta be a drop. Know, that's gotta be. A we're drop. gonna be we're gonna be playing that drop for years to come. <laughs> the thing that's the most remarkable about you is that so many people listen to your music. It, you could have, I mean, you've got people in the Freak Nation that are George Thorogood fans, and I understand even the Pope rocks the Vatican with George Thorogood. <laughs> well, it's meant to music covers a lot of boundaries. The, verse, you the know, Pope was snapping the old band, hooks there. Yeah. Band, band, where, did, yeah. Where, where did Gear Jammer come from? Uh, actually, I was listening to um, a lot of uh, a lot of radio uh, in, in 80, about 81, 82. There was country radio. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that it was I really thought that country country music about 81 or 82. I was thinking it was going to get really huge, massive in the next decade. I thought it was going to just take off like nobody, which it really has. Yeah. And I was listening to it and I was trying to write songs in that. I, I wrote a song called I Drink Alone and also wrote a thing called Gear Jammer, but I couldn't really get good country music to fit it. And then I, I said, well, the, play play how you play, George. Don't, you know, I, I thought the name Gear Jammer because, you know, a lot of um, country people listen to, you know, semi trucks mm-hmm. and all that. They, they usually keep it to the, to the country station. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, directing it towards those type of people to drive the semis. And, I, and then I started thinking, well, maybe a lot of rock and roll people listen to, you know, have that for a living, do it as well. But I, I couldn't seem to fit those kind of those songs into a country, you know, format. So I said, just go with, you know, I said, you know, you're not going to catch Led Zeppelin or any of those guys, but uh, <laughs> you can give it an effort and you know, give it a try. You know, we've got George Thorogood. Lo- where did Lonesome George? Where did Lonesome come from? There was a cat in our neighborhood who was who was about um, a year and a half younger than me, and he fancied himself as uh, a kind of a playboy, which he was at, at the tender age of about fourteen or fifteen. He always had girls around him, and I never had any. And he used to tease me. He used to tease me a lot, and he'd say he'd be he'd only have three girlfriends, and he'd say, "Why don't you, why don't you guys go hang out with George?" I say, "No, we don't want to hang out with that guy," you know. And then he'd say, he'd show, he always said, Lonesome George. He took pity on me. He'd say, here comes Lonesome George. And that's right. how, and then it kind of, it just kind of rolled from there. Where's I don't, he now? I don't know. Yeah, he's Where's driving he a bus now. now. Actually, a you know what, actually, you know what he did? I saw the guy, I saw the guy, not recently. I was doing a show at the air-conditioned <laughs> Philadelphia Spectrum, which was sold out the the air in, in <laughs> Philadelphia, which is oh. near where I'm from. Yeah. And I was playing there. And we had it. We had it sold out. It was a kid from Delaware, right? From the from the oh, country. I'm a literally a country boy, Jeff and I. And we're here plus. And this guy comes walking in the room, and he's now about at least 150 pounds overweight. God, I love. And that. he's a security guy at the Spectrum. While I'm headlining it as a star. You know what? You know what? And, oh, I, and I went to him. And he walked. I didn't recognize. I walked up. I said. I said, "Hey, Timmy," and I was thinking, "Well, that's that's your karma, pal. You know, you, and that's I believe in that sort of thing." Who's lonesome now, bitch? <laughs> Vicky, I, I, I didn't take it that far. I just, I did quietly. You know, you didn't have to. He's a security guard at the just, Spectrum. I say, I said, like Tommy Lasorda said, you, 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 you win with pride, you lose with dignity. Vicky, I didn't need words to 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 get him. Damn, George, Vicky in Hollywood. You're all with George Thorogood and the Speed Freaks. Go ahead, Vicky. Hey, George, how are you? We're good. I'm the uh, spokesperson for Bikers Against Drunk Drivers. You signed a photograph for me. Yeah, we did just that. We just signed that just yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, the concert was wonderful, and I wanted to congratulate you on your 30th anniversary. Thank you. Rock and roll. What are you doing, yoga? You can kick your your foot over your head higher than I can. Yoga? (laughs) Yoga? Uh, no, I just, um, you know, do like everybody else, try to get eight hours sleep, three square meals, and some exercise. There's no real, no real mystery, you know, how to... How to try to stay on top That's of it. That's true because you bring there, there's some you bring out the Chuck Berry and everybody, brother. <laughs> you really do with your scooting and those happy shoes you always wear. Well, you know, uh, Chuck Berry. Not too long ago, they cornered him and they said, um, "Chuck, what do you base your success on?" 
And he could have given any answer he wanted. Here's the guy that influenced the Beatles. That's his Bob Dylan. The, you know, the, all the top people. Chuck's there. Everyone, there's not one of them can say Chuck Berry didn't sink into their life in some way. Kind of like Marlon Brando as an actor. So someone asked Chuck and they said, what do you base your success on? And he said, you got to eat right. Wow. And I thought, yeah, okay. Because, you know, without your health, where are you going? Nowhere. I'm, I'm that right. comes from Chuck Berry. So I took that to heart. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if you just had your girl mm-hmm. or not. It was one of those, you were still beaming. She was either pregnant mm-hmm. or she had just had her baby. Yeah. And did life take a 180 George Thulgood when she popped out? Um, not really. We were having a pretty good time and we wanted to invite somebody else to the party. <laughs> you know, we, were, we just wanted to take it up a notch, you know, so it didn't really, you know, I mean, no real difference. Just. Just got to get up earlier in the morning. It's not really, you know, no, which I is, gotta, but but it's worth it. Damn right. I got to say something. Wait a minute. This guy, all the rock stars, this guy has been everywhere there's been to be in rock. He's been 30 years with the same band, <laughs> what, 15 years with the same woman. And now he in, chooses to bring a baby into the, into the relationship because he wanted to, to take it up a notch. <laughs> That tells you something about who he is and not about some of the cretins that, that come into the rock world. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Not, not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And head right into parties. Douchebags. Boost. Not much motorsports. <laughs> Freaks. Not much motorsports. <laughs> Now wait, but we're not going to debrief from some of the things that went on in that little part of the interview. Yeah, it's not much motorsports, so why not? Let's do it (laughs) here. Okay, that's what I wondered. Statman, are you still with us? I'm just trying to figure out what that show was. That ain't that wasn't Speed Freaks. That might have been not Speed. What we have now. Not what we're doing now. Wow, that was mercy. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why it was difficult for us to get hard cards in the beginning of time. <laughs> One station, one mic. That show deserved to be on one station with one mic. <laughs> uh, Richie, give us your two cents on that uh, oh, eight, no. nine minutes of George Thorogood, please. The College of Breast Facilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, some of that stuff just you know falls out on the table and you got to deal with it at that moment, you know? Cretans of rock and roll. I mean, wasn't that a, wasn't that a band that tra- toured with Open for Thoroughgood at one time? <laughs> that's, that's Ralph Schumacher's band. <laughs> oh, the oh, lingo, my gosh. <laughs> stuff that we used to say that just the vocabulary in general. We haven't said Cretan since probably two thousand eight ish. But we used to say it all the time. Oh, that's bonkers. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for that because <laughs> you chose to listen to it, Freak Nation. <laughs> There's no well, that was good. I mean, the only thing that wasn't there was the pizza. And that, that might have been the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. He was yeah. in there for, there's, this is about a 45 minute interview with two, two or three songs that he plays. 
I remember that. Him and Schuler play pulling their guitars and. Yeah, yeah. wasn't his wasn't his wife in the uh, in the control room looking at us the whole time? wasn't Wasn't she there with us? No, they. He told us that that they are listening in their Hollywood Hills home or something. Mm. All right. Oh my gosh! There and yet, Love God still went there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> my poor daughter. Yeah, let's not let's not bring that part of the freak nation. <laughs> Mercy after 2016, let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah, and what's what's great about our archives, or probably what's not great, is like the first. I, I want to say like the first six, like maybe six, like the first year, all the shows air checks are on cassettes. Well, we haven't yeah. found a way to transfer those yet, have we? Oh yeah, on they're on dats too. Did you did it's you find a, did you find a way to get them transferred? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, mercy. I haven't done it, but I know how to do it. Yeah, like Richie chiming in. What's that? Mm. What's a tape? God, those little, those little blue things. If you hit the key wrong, you don't. You, you missed fifteen minutes of interview. Wow. <laughs> yep. There it is, Freak Nation. There's a unique version of uh, not much motorsports. Little debrief of our. 18 year ago interview with George freaking Thoroughgood. Mm. It's greatness. Swear to bring in the old Master P interview. <laughs> My gosh. Shoot the juice to the moose, the stab man. Cut it loose. Yeah! Motorsports Radio, redefined. <laughs> 